how am I supposed to record a podcast with this kind of noise right outside the studio? There is a uh, a guy uh, with a with a tractor here, a McCormick, a red one, and some kind of a reservoir, a tank. And I think they're uh, emptying the something in the small pond here, or maybe they're sucking up the water and putting it in the tank. I'm not sure what they're doing. It's maintenance. But this thing is parked right in front of the window of my podcast studio. It's a Monday morning and you're listening to The Walk. And the reason is I was going to record my other show, my weekly show, but then this noise started. So I figured I might as well just go out and do the walk first. It's a gorgeous day. Actually, it's too gorgeous. Is that possible? It is so beautiful outside. This is the second day of another heat wave. This may be the last bit of summertime weather that we're going to enjoy before the beginning of fall. Actually, I thought summer was already over when I came back from Ireland. The weather here had turned. It had been very hot here. Oh, now he stops. Now he <laughs> Now the noise stops. All right. Well, anyway, I'm on my way. So, um, the, the weather had turned and uh, you could already see the, the trees turning yellow. Actually, these trees here on my left are also turning yellow. Uh, but, and I didn't expect uh, the heat to return, but it did. And I think this is going to take until Wednesday and then we're getting thunderstorms and the temperatures will cool down back to 23 degrees Celsius. But these next two days are going to be very, very hot. I'm very lucky to live in an old rectory now with thick walls. So the temperature, especially on the ground level, is extremely cool. On, um, was it Saturday or was it... I think it was Saturday that we had uh, another board game meeting. And they came over to my place and it was really cool inside. So we, we, we played for a couple of hours in the evening. And outside it was just so hot. Um, and normally, when it, in, in previous years, when I still lived here in what is now the uh, Tridio office, I wouldn't be able to stay in the house or, or let alone sleep because at night the temperature in the room would be 30 degrees Celsius. And now in my new rectory, wow, I can sleep without any trouble. I also slept quite well because of the busy weekend that uh that that's behind me uh in addition to the masses last yesterday uh, last sunday this this sunday uh i went to visit my parents who celebrated their uh their birthdays my father has his birthday in june and my mother in august and my mom had organized a a, a birthday party at the current home where my father is receiving care and since for the past three weeks his situation has been improving or at least his mental health has been improving quite a bit she uh, she invited lots of family members and uh, some friends of the family and uh, we had a great a great day uh, it was a bit fatiguing for my father I can still see that even though he's improving if he gets too 
too much information, too many people, uh, too much going on. He, he, he's easily fatigued and needs to get his rest. But I was able to talk a little bit with him. And, uh, and one thing really struck me. So for those of you that may have missed what's going on, so my father has been having uh, signs of, of dementia already for more than a year. But then things got really bad when uh, for the treatment of his leg, which had clotted arteries, he uh, received pain medication and uh, entered a delirium that is now in its, like, I don't know, 12th week or something like that. He's been, he's been in a delirium for about two months and he's gradually getting out of it, but he really took damage and it's very likely that he won't be able to recover to his previous state. However, he told me that he was content. Uh, he liked where he lived right now. Uh, people are kind. He likes, really appreciates the, the, the visits. He says it's incredible since I'm, uh, since I had this operation, so his leg has been amputated. Since I'm in this situation, I receive so many visits and so many people are, are, are stopping by way more than ever before. And he really likes that. And, and he's a very enjoyable host, I have to say. He's uh, usually in a good mood. Not always, of course, because, well, it's not an ideal situation. He doesn't live... He's, he's not at home anymore and he knows that things are not improving. Or at least he's not getting well. If, if you define well by being his old self... But in, in many ways, I'm thinking he's actually better than he's been in years. Um, so he's in, in a good mood. And he told me that one of the ways in which he tries to make the best out of the, the make the most of the situation is by using humor. He said, I, I, I think I'm very thankful to have a good sense of humor. I like to make jokes and to joke about myself and that makes it bearable you know even if uh, if you're in pain or uh or there are difficult things you have to manage make a joke everybody laughs and 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 the weight just falls off your shoulders so that is that is really it was really great to see that and and an example for me i know that i definitely (laughs) got my sense of humor from my dad and uh but I hope that in, in future situ- situations where life is tough or I have to go through difficult times, I can follow that example and just joke about it and not take myself too seriously. Because it's a really good way to de-stress. It's by just laughing about it. And uh, the, my mom is also uh, improving gradually now that the situation with my father is more stable and they're looking for a new home where he can live uh, on a permanent basis. She can finally uh, put some more of her attention into her own health. She's had her uh, heart issues and uh, is, is quickly out of breath. So that she really has to uh, work more on her condition. But of course, if you have to, if you're the primary caregiver for someone who undergoes so many, you know, uh, 
important treatments and, and, and there was so much going on with my father that my mom of course didn't really have a life of her own for the past few months so I really hope that she has time now to refocus on her own health because you you can't give what you don't have yourself you can't put energy in taking care of someone else if you neglect yourself but it's really great to see uh, a number of uh, aunts and uncles and, and other family members again but I have to say that just like my father I was also, at the end of the day I was just completely wasted or wasted that's when you drink alcohol but <laughs> I don't drink alcohol right now but I was I was tired I was really uh, wiped out so I was glad to be home in time and I, for the past few days, I've really started to, to uh, do what I always advise other people. Take good care of yourself. And I've been, I've been uh, refocusing on, uh, on my health. So I've started to, to, um, to run again. Uh, first, the first time is always the worst, especially when the weather is warm. So that was a 5K and normally... I wouldn't even blink for a 5K, but now it was like, <gasps> that was tough. But two days later, uh, I think it was on Saturday, I ran a 10K. And that was already much better. Uh, next day, I did have some some uh, remaining muscle pain. But this morning, I ran another 5K, and it was just like the olden days. And so I think I'm quickly regaining my uh, condition, my physical condition. So that hopefully in the, in the springtime next year, I'll be able to run another marathon. I'm currently eyeing the Marathon of Rotterdam. It's been three years since I ran that one. And uh, it's, it's usually after Easter. So it's a, it's a really good time weather-wise to go run a marathon. And that will also give me an impetus to stay fit during the winter time. So that's one thing. The second thing that I'm focusing on is... Uh, eating healthy so this morning I I finally made the switch back to a ketogenic diet and to intermittent fasting uh, and in my case there's nothing nothing too dramatic but I uh, I don't eat after dinner on Sunday evening and uh, I'm I'm skipping the breakfast I only take a cup of coffee and then on I'll just have a salad for lunch so that is a I'm kind of going back to that ketogenic diet that did me so much good in the past and especially helped me to get a lot of energy and I need that energy because the 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 work is now um back in full swing the television season will start next week which means that by the end of this week I have to uh well, actually, no. It's on Thursday. Uh, the first final edit of the TV show will start, which means that tomorrow I'll have to record my presentations. And I've also got this online thing that I need to do, and I hope to have a meeting, an evaluation meeting about what we did in the first few months of the year, uh, where we did those live shows after the TV program aired on TV. But that didn't really work. Didn't, it's just tough for a lot of people. They were just going to, uh, to, in, uh, to the kitchen or they, there wasn't... It was just a, the wrong time of the day, I think. And also, doing a, 
an online show just by yourself, that's fine for a podcast where it's just audio like now. But when you're staring into a camera and you only have one camera and you can't do any, you can't illustrate what you're, what you're doing. Plus, I had to talk to an audience that I really didn't see or nobody was present at the, during the live show. That made it so draining and so hard. And so I wanted to change that into a different format with uh, some, some other people with me at the table so we can have a conversation, perhaps invite a guest. But I hope to uh, kind of uh, have a talk with uh, my superiors in the organization, but uh, they were busy with other stuff. So I'll have to come up with something myself. It's not a problem, but it's an extra little bit of work that I need to do this week and then uh, I'm really glad that uh, for the rest of the of the work um, everything is on a roll uh, Friday I went to uh, Friesland so it's the northern part of the Netherlands to film my Christmas episode and I, I, it's just such a, a great thing to, be, to know that you're so far ahead on schedule that you're already filming your Christmas episode in, in the month of August, and it was another hot day, it's summertime, and I went to film a documentary about this lady that I met during the Walk of the World, and who is currently constructing a 35-meter-long nativity scene, kind of in the, the old Spanish and Italian style, where it's an entire village with little houses and all sorts of scenes, and in the middle of that day-to-day -day life, Christ is born. And so she had had a commission to, to create this, this Christmas diorama. And she'd been working on it for several months. And I went there to film uh, both uh, her working on these, these little scenes and then also everything that had already been finished. And the cool thing was that the, the, the person who gave her the, 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 the order to make that... Uh, also came along and he's from the south of the country so he arrived on a motorbike and this was the first time that he was going to see what she had made over all these months and that was a, a beautiful moment so I filmed everything and he really got emotional even though he's not really uh well he's a catholic from, by you know from, from from his upbringing but he's not a, a, a practicing catholic or anything and yet it moved him very very much so that was I was glad to capture that moment and uh, it also gave me some other ideas of what I may do around Christmas time but that's for later uh, but it's a really cool feeling to know that almost everything of this next of this upcoming season is filmed and a lot of these episodes are also currently being edited and not by me which is also really really great I'm still working on the Ireland documentary. It takes longer than I anticipated. And most of it has to do with uh, the fact that I can't find long stretches of time. And last week I explained that because of that, I'm changing kind of my, the, uh, my week. And I record my shows on Monday. So right now, it's a big yellow truck. They're working everywhere in the neighborhood on the streets and stuff. So you have a lot of uh, uh, industrial traffic here in the, in the neighborhood. Normally it's much quieter. So I'm recording uh, the shows on Monday. I also use that for planning. So this, uh, this morning I sat down and started planning ahead of time. How am I going to film 
those uh, social media episodes, presentations, and I'm already planning ahead for 2020. I'm not even sure that my show will get another, or will get green lit for another season, but I can't wait for that decision, because that's something we're going to hear in September, by the end of September, at the earliest, last year was even later, Um, but now is the time to take advantage of the extra margin that I have to go out and already film some stories. And so this morning I came upon uh, some interesting stuff for an episode I would love to film about Gregorian chant. There's some uh, uh, new initiatives uh, next week, next Saturday and Saturday after that. Yeah, and I think I can turn that into a g- good story about the, the, the ongoing fascination for Gregorian chant, which in the Netherlands has never been discarded, even though we were very much very progressive when it comes to uh, all the changes in the in the 60s of the last century and uh, the liturgical changes but Gregorian chant has always been a staple ingredient of our liturgies even today and 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 that the reach of Gregorian chant goes way beyond Catholics or our practicing Christians and I want to create a TV episode about what is the secret of that? Why does that music touch us so much? And how has it been able to uh, survive for centuries? So that's, that's, that's cool. And I love it that I have that freedom, also in my mind, to come up with these new, new ideas. And being ahead of the game makes all the difference. Also uh, working on our marketing and strategy, or actually our marketing and PR strategy, plan so uh, Clary is helping us it's a woman that has has some experience she's very busy but she is she's guiding us uh, for a couple of weeks to put together a good plan to uh, uh, well to start building up our base we need to uh, for the Dutch channel just like I have for uh, for my podcast where I have patreon we need to set up something similar for our Dutch channel because we're, we're currently investing our own savings into all the programs that we make because I felt that before you ask for help you first need to show what you're going to do well we've done that for half a year we've got some plans for the for the upcoming months but it's also really important that we start building uh, a relationship with our audience and uh, so that's also going to take some some work and then there are some programs that we're going to make uh, one of which is uh, we're going to start again with the news about Pope Francis and the Vatican. Uh, we've been experimenting with lots of different approaches to that. We first had a, like a stand-up, uh, auto-cue type of presentation where Marjolaine, who is our, our Dutch presenter, was just reading the news off a, a, an auto-cue or a teleprompter. I never know what the word is in English, but anyway, she reads it from the screen. Someone else wrote it. That didn't really work turned out to be very hard to do that in a natural way then we switched to a very simple kind of instagram one minute video where it's just some slides and some text with some music underneath that was so meager so i don't know thin that that didn't work either and so now we're going to go and do kind of a two presenter type of video three minutes long where we take turns in telling the viewer what's going on in the Vatican. And then we'll just project some images. So we need to build a little set 
today and tomorrow morning. Try that out. Then tomorrow, there's also going to be uh, a day of filming at a Catholic or Christian museum, I should say, um, where they have a lot of Catholic and Christian art. And we're going to make a series with uh, young theologians. So young people that have opted to study theology. And some of them are doing that because they want to become a priest, but also other people be out of general interest or because they want to work in... Uh, in the field of religion, and we, we ask them about their faith. Um, while they're talking about one of their favorite pieces of art, of Christian art. So we found, I think, six students that are going to share with us uh, their, their um, love for a certain piece of art and, and, and why it touches them on the level of faith. So I'm not producing that. That's a very cool fruit of the bigger organization. I've, I've, I came up with the idea. And then Judith, who is helping us, uh, uh, she's a journalist. And she has a, a massive experience in the field of television production. She found the students. She's been doing all the talks with them, preparing the episode. And Hugo, one of my uh, kind of fixed collaborators... Who I've worked with him for years. He's going to film that and put it together and edit it. And so that's something that I have no worries about. It's just being made within the organization and I'm just supervising it. And that is a really, really big step forward for me. And something I, I think is, is uh, a sign that we've grown and that we've now reached a, uh, a level in our organization that I've always hoped for, but I was never able to get there so far. Um, and then we're, we have some other series planned, so we're going to do another series where we go to the parishes and film interviews with people and, and volunteers and show in those videos what's working in the parishes. We, we always, in the media, hear what's not working and how the church is crumbling and it's the end of Christianity in our Western world. And of course, that is not true. That is a very, very one-sided view of reality. What we want to do is to go to the places where the church is growing and where initiatives do work and do change people's lives. And so that's something I'm, I'm really looking forward to. I'm also working on... A, on a new series for children and for their parents that will help them prepare for Sunday Mass. That's another very simple thing. We have so many children that uh, will receive First Communion and then they will never return to church. Or they will go to church just for Easter and for, for Christmas. And I, I'm, I think there's, there's, we, we need to step get that to the next level and help these parents and help these children to get, to, to get more out of that Sunday celebration. And if they experience that it enriches their lives you don't have to push them or pull them they will go by themselves and so i'm working on a concept for a children's series that i hope to be able to launch at the beginning of the new liturgical year which is the first sunday of advent however i'm careful it's it, this is a very ambitious project um not something that i've done before i've kind of dabbled with lego videos but this is on a whole different level. So hopefully uh, I'll be able to, uh, 
to get the first episodes ready for Advent. If not, then we'll just carry it over to the next year. And that's kind of a general attitude that I have. Uh, it's always to be uh, realistic in what we can pull off and not worry if we wanted to do something and it can't be realized. Uh, it's also just having patience. Speaking of patience, by the way, another thing that I had to postpone is enjoying the new trailers for the various series on Disney+. Plus. There, there is a new Mandalorian trailer. There are rumors that today we will see new footage from uh, uh, The Rise of Skywalker, perhaps even a, a full-fledged trailer. And of course, people are looking at me and asking for a reaction video. But this weekend was just completely full and I need my time off and I also don't want to rush things. So what I did is just, well, I'll, I'll watch it on Monday and uh, and then I'll record my, my video. And some people in the chat while I was doing my Lego builds, they were like, how can you do that? You're such a Star Wars fan and how, how, can, you, how can you wait two days before you see that trailer? And I responded that that's kind of... Uh, part of what I try to to cultivate it's the, the, the ability to delay gratification because you need to pace yourself in life and you don't always become happier from from not missing out like I, I've been plagued for years and years by the fear of missing out and I was overloading myself with information and I tried to do way too many things in one day or in one week and that nothing good came of it. And now I'm, I'm in a different phase of my life, I think, where I'm trying to put priorities first. And when I enjoy something, I really want to have uh, uh, the, the state of mind uh, where that can truly be joy, uh, joy, a joyful experience instead of like, oh, I need to make a reaction video. If I don't, what are people going to... They're going to walk away from my YouTube channel. Who cares? I do what I do. And I can't, I can't do everything. You know, some people would like me to record videos on a daily basis. Or, and sometimes I, I, I thought that I had to become a daily vlogger. And it just didn't work. And now I'm so much happier with the situation where in the evening when my work is done. And thankfully because I've really reduced the amount of projects that I'm involved in. I'm able to have those evenings where work is done. And I just switch on the camera and I build a, a Lego uh, set and I chat with the people that are watching that. And I've, I've, I've had the most amazing pastoral conversations that way. And there is a friendship building in that chat room, which is really uh, far beyond anything I expected to happen. And that gives me joy. It's not just fun for the people that are watching. But it also nourishes me and it gives me a time to kind of hang out with friends and uh, have a very loose, open conversation, which is really stimulating. Another uh, thing that is helping me lately, and I may also talk about this in, in my weekly show, the other show, is uh, I'm trying to focus more on good habits. Uh, of course... Habit forming is extremely important for, for productivity, for health, for inner peace also. But my problem has always been how to motivate myself enough to, to keep at 
keep at it with these habits and keep, you know, I, I usually go up with my ups and downs and in a few weeks I'll be super gazelle intense on certain things and then afterwards it kind of kind of falls falls away and I and I always had a hard time um, uh, developing these daily routines daily habits because my life was so full with initiatives and stuff it was very hard to uh, establish a rhythm and uh, as you can imagine for a priest especially having a prayer rhythm is extremely important and I just couldn't figure out how to do it it's, it's something I've been struggling with for most of my life as a priest is how can you find well not but I'm an active priest I, 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 I'm not a monk I don't live in a community that helps me this, with this and I have also not the kind of run of the mill uh, priestly life if that even exists and so how can I, how can I establish this, this routine, this daily rhythm that will create a certain peace every day? And I finally found, well, maybe it's very early because I've only been doing this for a week, but I found an app that um, has helped me to figure this out. Uh, the app is called Habitica. So H-A-B-I-T-I-C-A, Habitica. Sounds Latin, but it isn't. And it's um, it's a small program that lets you uh, create daily tasks um, and habits. Those have don't have to be daily. Actually, the daily tasks can also be weekly or monthly ones. You can all kind of program that. And it's a to-do list. The cool thing about that app is it's also an RPG. It's a it's a little game. So every time you accomplish a task or you do uh, you spend energy on a good habit you get points for that and coins and little XP uh, uh, energy and later on in the game or in the app when you've uh, when you went over a certain threshold you can, do, you can go on quests and then the energy and the, the things that you've, you've earned by by making the right choices, will give you the weaponry and the shields and whatnot to go slay dragons or something like that. I don't even really care for the gaming aspect of it, but it makes for a very kind of fun graphical experience. And there is a there. The, what really works is that little uh, endorphin moment. What you what you get when you click when you tick off a daily task. So what I did was I I started very in a very conservative way I, uh, I created tasks, daily tasks around uh, my prayer life so uh, one of the difficult things in the, the daily prayer life of a, of a priest or anyone else who's praying the office of the hours is the office of readings most of the, most of the other prayers are linked to moments of the day so it's a morning prayer, midday prayer evening prayer prayer before you go to bed but then there's also this prayer with readings and that's a long one or it can can be very long you're uh, invited to pray a few psalms a hymn hymn and then there are two readings one from the bible and another one from the tradition so you will read uh, treaties or homilies by saints bishops popes 
theologians, philosophers sometimes, philosopher theologians. Um, and that just takes a lot of time. And what is even more difficult is that it's not always the most easily consumable stuff, especially the this, this second reading. It's sometimes just theology that <laughs> requires a certain, I don't know, vividness of your spirit. You need to be awake. And I never could figure out what the best time of the day was to, to pray that prayer. And so I started first with, well, I, I, I made sure that I connected all the, the usual prayers to the, the moments that I'm already taking a break. So it's breakfast, lunch. Of course, now that I'm skipping breakfast, I have to find another moment. But when the, the time that I normally would have breakfast, that's when I, when I pray that prayer, lunch, uh, dinner, and before I go to bed. And then once that started to really work, and I, I was able to, because you want to really check off those, those tasks, I was more motivated to establish a certain rhythm of the day, uh, go to bed at a certain time. Actually, I made that a task as well. Go to, be in bed at 11 o'clock. Every time I manage to do that, I can tick off, I, can, I get XP. It sounds so silly, but that's really what's been working for me. And then um, once I had that ry- rhythm established after a couple of days, I very quickly discovered how I could squeeze in that, that uh, prayer of the readings because I also added a workout. And I've, I, by, uh, I, started, I started to train again for a marathon. And so very quickly, well, there are a lot of people shopping here. Very quickly, I noticed that if I didn't do the workout in the morning, it would not be done because evenings are just too busy and I don't have the energy for, uh, for, a, for a workout or for a run. So, in, But in order to facilitate, to enable the run, I switched my clock, my alarm, to an hour earlier. So I wake up at 7 uh, and I hope to be able to switch that even to 6. And then what I did was... I, I linked the readings prayer to the first cup of coffee. And that totally works. <laughs> that totally works. Because I need coffee and it's, it's separate from, the, from breakfast. I can skip breakfast, but I, can't, I don't want to skip coffee. So I make coffee and then I sit down with my cup of coffee and I read the readings and I pray that prayer. And, uh, and then I go for the run. So I'm still in my pajamas. Well, not when I'm running, of course. But then I, for my pajamas, I go into my sports dress i go for a run usually a short one unless i don't have to go to the office and i can run for longer and then when i get back i take a shower that's after that breakfast time or i'll just eat an apple or something like that that's when i pray my morning prayer and then the rest of the day just works and so i'm i'm really excited oh, that lady just fell off her bike uh she has a, a lot of stuff hanging on the on the steering wheel of her bike so that kind of that's why she tripped over so that's been really uh working for me and i have to say that 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 as silly as it sounds maybe even childish for some it works for me and who cares as long as it it's working then i'm doing that it's just like uh, some people are using um what is it uh pokemon go or wizard unite as a a motivator to go for uh, uh, for a walk every day 
if it works, why not? So I'm here at the supermarket. I'm going to grab some lunch. It's still one of my favorite supermarkets because uh, this is the one that I went to every day when I was still living in this neighborhood. And I can't get used to the supermarkets in my own neighborhood. I don't know why. <laughs> but this is just the way it's supposed to be. And when I'm in a similar supermarket, it's like, what, what, wait, where, is the, where are the pizzas? Where's the fruit? This is such an illogical place. It's just because I've been kind of programmed with the layout of this uh, particular supermarket. And uh, so then I'm going to grab some lunch. I'm not sure if I can record my weekly show because that would be over, over time. And tomorrow, uh, today is supposed to be only a half day. So I'll have to think about it, but I'll just first uh, grab some lunch. And then I'll see. I do have to record something. But maybe I'll just record the other show tomorrow in a, if I have a, an extra hour or something like that. Uh, anyway, so far, so good. Thank you so much for listening. Um, it's a bit of a kind of a random update today. Um, but at least you know what's going on. And uh, thank you so much if you're a Patreon supporter. I uh, really appreciate your help and your support. And uh, that helps me to, to have peace of mind also on the financial level because it really helps me pay the bills. And uh, for, in case you don't know, um, I, I have to finance all my media work myself. <laughs> my bishop is... Is uh, I have to pay my bishop to do this work, basically. <laughs> so, uh, thankfully, uh, I have a lot of help in that, in doing that. Um, so, thank you so much for listening, and thanks for your support. If you want to help and you don't do so already, just check out patreon.com slash fatherroderick. I'll talk to you guys soon, and uh, take care. <laughs>